I wonder if just drinking a bunch of beer is all there is to being God. <laughs> the lyrics are the same, but it's a different person singing. So isn't this a new version? Uh, copyright feels to me like it should be a more general thing, but it's become such like a sharp, jagged edge thing. The people who create the music or the art forum, whatever it is, they they probably have more of an altruistic kind of motivation. Like they just want to create something amazing and share it with people. It's, it's a difficult concept to like wrap your head around. You know, it's it's effectively monetizing an idea. Another kitchen sink microscopy. I'm Eric Rosenblatt, and uh, me and Casey. <laughs> well, we've already had a few beers, so we're a little goofy now. But uh, Casey and I would definitely love it if you would like and share this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell, and you know maybe you'll maybe you'll get notifications. Um, and if you don't like it, give it the big thumbs down okay we're we're used to it we're 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 big big boys right <laughs> yeah we're big boys can i go to the bathroom <laughs> no <laughs> you have to pay i go to the bathroom <laughs> you have to pee in your chair <laughs> <laughs> my name is may i go to the bathroom and uh my name is casey roshford and we want you to hang out to the end of all this drunken shenanigans because <laughs> yeah you just like spray beer didn't you <laughs> no fortunately i i blocked it <laughs> anyway we we have a song back there back yonder probably down behind, there. behind the show back yonder there yeah and it's, it's a pretty good song yeah, we were banned we wrote music. <laughs> well, what what kind of shenaniganery are we gonna <laughs> did I say it exactly the same way? That wow. What are we gonna talk about tonight? Well, um, you know, before we started recording, we were kind of chatting about what we were gonna talk about because uh, you know, we we're we're off the cuff kind of people. Um, you know, we could basically do uh what is it lines from a hat and give a ted talk uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> just give us a topic um so you know we have a youtube channel and we both love music and you know we write our own music obviously but love music and and i mean i i don't know about you casey but i love visualizing music and something that 
frustrates me about music videos, official music videos, is some of them are just shite. Like they're just garbage or, you know, just kind of lazy or just don't really tell the story that the song is telling or speak to the imagery of the music. And so I like to make my own kind of like fan videos um, based on someone else's music. Um, and well, YouTube doesn't like that. And in fact, YouTube doesn't like anything. Well, we, the Red Dwarf episode is a good example of that. Like oh, anything that just barely infringes on copyright, you have a little clip from a show or a couple clips and boom, all of a sudden demonetized, you know, or well, shit. In some cases you could have your channel taken down. Um, I, th I think that occurs more if you upload entire movies or episodes of shows or something, but nevertheless, um, and, and you know, that, that, that's kind of a gray area there, but there's a, a, a clause in the U S code, I guess it is, whatever the, the rules and laws and stuff, uh, called fair use. So fair use allows you to critique something or uh, whatever, like you could do a review of a movie and show clips from the movie to explain what you're talking about. Or if you're trying to educate somebody and showing educational historical video that might be copyrighted, but is relevant to the educational process, fair use applies and you can use it within reason. And, and I mean, it's, pretty pretty clear in that that basically as long as you don't show enough of the content to make it pointless to watch the original i.e like buy the movie or uh pay for netflix so you can watch a netflix show or something like or buy an album or something like that if you're just little bits and pieces here and there um it's totally legit like no problems, but YouTube, <laughs> they, they don't follow those rules. They have kind of their own set of rules um, that almost don't make any sense. It's kind of like, who knows what the rules are? Um, and so I, I, I don't know, I guess well, that was a long-winded way of saying <laughs> we should probably talk about like YouTube rules and copyright and stuff like that yeah i was i was just about to say like uh copyright feels to me like it should be a more general thing but it's become such like a sharp jagged edge thing like mm -hmm. and and very like narrow like you are definitely in violation somebody could take us to court and it's like Really, what it should mean is like, hey, this is a thing someone else did. I'm not trying to claim owner claim ownership. I may not even know who did it. I'm just not saying it was me. Mm -hmm. And somebody else did this. Like that should be pretty evident. Well, and, and it's usually know. yeah, and it's usually evident because um, you know, like when I did uh, I did a Cascade and Dead Mouse song, like a music video for the song I remember. And I titled it Cascade Plus Dead Mouse. I remember fan video. 
So they're the <laughs> ones that wrote the song. I'm the one that put this collage video together. I like I'm still giving them credit, you know. And there's room for derivative works too. Like and you know, maybe that Yeah, I mean if you're stringing together a visual art that there's at least your contribution to that that is mm -hmm. unique to that video well and the fact that that video this, could then be copywritten yeah well, sure <laughs> the fact is well and actually it, it technically is because it's published so mm -hmm. that video is my Good creation point. um i honestly don't give a shit about it but here, the thing is the thing is there was never a video of that song to begin with like there isn't one so i made one <laughs> um and so how dare you send another consumer more consumers without yeah. being asked or paid to yeah <laughs> exactly well because you know back in the days of mtv and stuff god i miss mtv you know yeah it's still there but it yeah it's a, a shell of its former self like they don't do music videos anymore um which i just is ironic. I, I just have this view of like mtv lying in a hospital bed and it's in a vegetative state <laughs> that's what kind it's of like, what it's like dude, dude. <laughs> and the doctor's like mm, we lost him and mtv's like <laughs> yeah mtv is definitely dead um but the music videos created um excitement about music and, and like made people purchase albums like because it tells a story and people are like wow they get excited about it and so you know doing that there's no harm to cascade or dead mouse by me making this video there's only benefit like people who might not be really that keen on it they'd be like oh wow wow that's really cool and then they might buy all their stuff like yeah. without that video that might not have happened um yeah. so that's a good point and then not too long after that or like pretty much at the same time um fletch from depeche mode died and i had recently just kind of done like a drunken cover of enjoy the silence and put it out to friends but then i was like you know what like it sounds different enough that i don't think it would get picked up by an algorithm and we're a small channel I'm, nobody's gonna think oh this guy has been secreted away he's really the one who wrote enjoy the silence like yeah. no no it's <laughs> so, well, the fact so i was like what the hell i'll, I'll just put it up and, and it never got tagged and I'm guessing that you um, titled the video oh, yeah, oh, with yeah, Depeche Mode. Yeah. Right? It's like you're not taking credit. You're just adding to the experience. It's a, it's a derivative work. It, like, that's a normal thing. It, it, with a, that's how memes work. And, and in fact, that's a video that I was going to do um, for a minute microscopy about memes and the evolution of ideas and how people feed off of each other and things kind of like morph and change by everybody interacting with everybody else and like how that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who the originator <laughs> is. 
um it's and you know what it's like, humans <laughs> where do we draw the line at what is creativity and therefore should be owned but anything any other effort has no right to claim an unownership to it yeah, if that makes point. sense you know because like i think you know the way we write music in order to do a cover we have to get down to like the bones and the skeleton of the original song and be able to like go analog to digital in our brains to figure out how it's going to sound and then translate that into the correct chords and you know placement and everything and you get into it like that yeah and it becomes yours even though you're emulating uh someone that you you know, admire and appreciate, and you want to and put your own embellishment on their great work. Mm -hmm. And that's art in itself. Like, there are entire albums being sold of cover songs. People love the novelty of hearing, you know, you know, 150 years after Beethoven drops dead, are we really going to be like, well, it's not played by Beethoven <laughs> yeah but then again Beethoven wrote music but didn't play it so I guess a question that I would have is is the performing artist the one who's creating the music or the one who's writing things down on sheets of paper or in this case on a computer uh, putting data into a computer yeah. who is the real artist there and you know i would i guess i would say they're both artists like it takes skill to write songs and a lot of people who are really good at playing music suck at writing songs and vice versa like i don't really play music i write it um but there are people who are very very good at playing music and they they just play other people's stuff um, it, you know, it's kind of like a script writer versus a director of a movie versus the actors or the yeah. set designers and stuff. It's like, who really creates a thing? Well, we all do. We all create it. Like, who, I mean, you know, think about some movie. I don't know. Uh, pick a movie. Um, without any Jaws. given element. Let's, let's take, huh? Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. Okay, let's take Jaws. That's a good example. Um, we'll take Jaws. So if somebody didn't write a script, there'd be nothing to do. Okay. The director would have, they'd be just like, well, I don't know, do some stuff, make it exciting. You know, <laughs> so the script is really important. But this, you know, the director is really important because they're kind of like the manager of all the operations. And if they disappeared, well, everybody would be running around and they wouldn't know what to do. There'd be no organization. You know, the, the actors, what if the actors just didn't show up? <laughs> what do you got? You're not oh, going to have a movie. You know, oh, shit. The, the people who write the, the soundtrack for, for, for the movie, like if there's no music, it would be just silence with like sounds of waves splashing and somebody like, oh, oh you know. <laughs> or or maybe they wouldn't be because what if the the people who are building the props didn't build the props 
and didn't show up to work to do that there'd be no jaws there would just be like sound effects or something who knows oh yeah the people who do do the foley effects like you know <laughs> it takes a village to to build a movie um i think you kind of explained why i don't think anarchist anarchism would actually work because mm -hmm. because like you 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 uh talked about something as simple as like creating a piece of art for you know a movie or whatever requires a director because without them there'd be no organization and mm -hmm. it's like to to achieve that great of a thing what does require the the use of a lot of people and then you start to build you know like there are a hierarchical structure yeah I, now okay i'm my version of anarchy doesn't involve no hierarchical structures like you have to have that you have to have organization you have to have somebody who you designate like okay you're the person that knows how to do this like i don't know anything about cameras so you're going to be the camera person because you do and i don't uh i know how to frame pictures and stuff so i'm you know like <laughs> things kind of self-organize uh burning man is a good example of that um uh, but um sorry i don't want to <laughs> deviate off on a tangent um i feel like it's coming though yeah <laughs> um but th that's my point is like how far down do you go it like you and i we we use electronic uh tools to to create music so who has ownership of the product of our creation um is it us who uses a tool to build a thing or is it the person that built the tool uh we gotta pay cord now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like it, you know we we both use fruity loops quite a bit um i <laughs> kind of like the op1 um but you know, somebody built this thing and it has built-in synthesizers. If I use the built-in presets, is it their song or my song? Is it the notes or the timbre of the synthesizers that forms the product? Um, because, you know, if this thing was just like pure sine waves, well, it, I wouldn't create the songs that I create. Um, you know, if you're using samples is the, or, or, or synthesizers, um, are the creators of those, the person who wrote the song or is it you, or is it both? Like if you build a skyscraper, is it DeWalt that built the skyscraper <laughs> or, or is it the workers that built it? Or is it the architect that designed it? Like, see, I'm pretty sure it's rock and roll that built it. According <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Starship. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> hmm. But I mean, it does kind of raise the question of like, who really created something? And I, I honestly, in my opinion, I think everybody deserves credit for some portion of a thing um it's like 
yeah, you, you mentioned Korg, like Korg created synthesizers. Uh, they've been in use forever and they're kind of the backbone of many, many popular songs, but Korg doesn't get the copyright for the song because they created all the sounds and tools that built it. It's the musicians that performed using their tools. And I kind of have a problem with that. Like, well, should we exalt the musicians? Because, you know, if like that much, because if it weren't for these tools, if it weren't for the well, instruments, like what if, if the piano had never been invented, would Beethoven be viewed as a songwriting genius today? But Korg is a company and you know what Korg does. They say, look how big this band is getting and they use our equipment. We're going to like plaster our name all huge on on that keyboard that they take out on stage every night. And, yeah, you know, and, like and they, actually, they you're making it turning kind of benefits from that, you're, you know? you're making a case for anarchism at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're right. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. I mean, people just figure things out. They're like, hey, this is a money making opportunity right here. And it's a mutually beneficial thing. Like, you, hey, as a band, you get free stuff. Yeah. Um, you just have to like plaster the, the name everywhere. In fact, um, they do kind of a funny thing. They like almost put out like a sticker saying they're they're just fine with this being open source. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, like Fruity Loops says, you know, just because you used Fruity Loops doesn't mean we have any stake in the art you make or whatever. It's like they have to actually ex exclaim that for that to be true. Which yeah, and that's dumb. Yeah, like, I I agree. Like everything should be open source that should be uh, like the neutral state already yeah like if you're <laughs> really really you know concerned about your property being utilized in a way you don't want to then maybe yeah you might want to control that but yeah by default it's fair game i i i this is my i will always stick by this if somebody takes a song i wrote and they make a derivative work of it, like a remix or a cover or something, I'm going to be like, hey, cool. That's awesome. Uh, even if yeah. <laughs> even if nobody knows my name, well, I mean, it'd be nice if they, you know, gave me credit. Um, but if they make a whole bunch of money because their version is so much better than mine or much more popular, better popular, I don't know that, you know, those things get conflated um fine who cares i all i care about is that at the end of the day like i've made a difference out there and inspired people and changed hearts and minds and made people think and dream and and stuff like that um you know and it's a good feeling inside to know yeah. that you're the reason that something so awesome exists out there in the world yeah it's a lot of ego i think well yeah and when you get like big business into the mix they they they, they don't the people who create the music or the art forum whatever it is they 
they probably have more of an altruistic kind of motivation. Like they just want to create something amazing and share it with people. But when there's money involved and complex corporations involved, well, then all they really see is the bottom line. And they're like, well, yeah. how can we make more money off of this? And then governments come in and they're like, well, we'll help you make more money off of this. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, they work hand in hand to, to do that. And it honestly hurts the little guy. It, it, people have this idea that, that copyright, the trademark and patent and stuff like th th those things are, are beneficial to like people like you and I that ha maybe like a hundred people have heard our songs. Um, but no, <laughs> it actually is the opposite. It's harmful and it's harmful to even the, like people that the artists at the top. I mean, I, I don't know if I can explain it um, after so much beer. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult concept to like wrap your head around. You know, it's, it's effectively monetizing an idea. Yeah. It, which I don't know, might sound easy for people to comprehend but to me it is kind of a mind fuck like how do, how do we actually like say hey that was my idea give me money hmm. you know <laughs> well okay so actually you know this is an interesting this brings it's not like each recreation is some kind of taxation on your mind you know no, no that's <laughs> true yeah and this brings up an interesting quandary so what really is royalties. the difference huh <laughs> royalties well yeah well that but what really is the difference between uh somebody that say wrote a song or some lyrics or played a song for the first time uh, and somebody who just talked in public and said some stuff like you're saying the the i ideas yeah like capitalizing off of ideas encapsulating them in a package as if it's like some kind of product but people think all the time they express themselves all the time like yeah there's speeches that are kind of like copywritten aren't they yeah oh yeah and, and you know if it's in any form of media audio or video Ooh, automatically copyrighted because well you're the one that recorded it um <laughs> fickle fickle law yeah oh, i don't even get me started on patents oh, God. <laughs> i mean it, it kind of it's related it is because it it goes back to the whole ideas thing uh you, you know design ideas and and it's still like, I'm still kind of wrestling with this thought of like, what is the difference between the artist that took a Korg keyboard and played a song and recorded it and released it and Korg building that keyboard and setting the preset since in that, like, who is the one that created the song? Where, where do we draw the line? It, like, you know, because again, if Korg did not build that keyboard, 
that song would not exist. It wouldn't sound the way it sounds. It'd be something else. It'd be like some kind of Casio keyboard or something like that or whatever. Or they'd yeah. be like beatboxing or something. I, I, who knows? Yeah. Like if, so- if you paid up the chain to cover whatever it is you needed to make that song, even if it's just buying the CD as a 16-year-old kid and hearing a song and then someday being like, that was a beautiful song, I want to redo it. Now you've already paid for that piece of art to be made. Mm-hmm. So to use it in your own way, I feel like I'm, I don't know, like some kind of lawyer trying to get like a natural thing like to be not illegal. Well, well it, <laughs> I mean, even if you do some kind of uh, revisioning of or re-envisioning of something, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that that's one thing. But what about? if you're simply inspired by a song uh, like the there's the classic case of uh vanilla ice 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 baby and, uh, <laughs> under pressure with the bass line and uh, you know the piano sounds and stuff it's like uh, those are really similar but you know what when you listen they're totally different songs like totally different uh yeah. so just because there are some derivative qualities does that make it automatically like are you automatically stealing somebody's something that they made and and who's being harmed i i think the easiest thing to do is give credit like hey hey i'm vanilla ice i listened to queen you know when i was a kid and it inspired me to create this song like cool all right because a lot of people listen to vanilla ice had never heard of queen so maybe they now they'll start because now you know with this huge exposure um the vanilla ice had back then well maybe his fans would start investigating queen and like wow well this is good uh or something um yeah i i, I don't i I don't know where the harm is. And it's kind of a whole like Napster thing. Well, that, uh, We've made songs out in that manner. Like mm-hmm. you wrote Harmony of Theory. And then I got off of work one morning off the graveyard shift. And I put my headphones on, pick up my guitar, got on your computer and put, put Harmony of Theory on and started, you know, laying down some shit. And it turned into like a whole other song but yeah. like an exact an exact base copy even mm-hmm. of the original song yeah the heart was still there but you've added extra layers that like i would you got dude i mean i'm i'm telling you when i first heard that there were tears like that was so beautiful and i love that like why do we have to legislate or you know, get politicians involved and and, and stuff, and they have like, ah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if somebody outright rips somebody off and just one for one copies a song, just you know, downloads an MP3 and is like, "Oh, this is my song." Yeah. Well, first off, uh, this is not the 1800s. Um, <laughs> we, 
you can just google that shit dude um (laughs) all you need to know is that like you can go perform any song you like Mm. you know you can cover somebody to your heart's content as long as you're not recording it yeah then it's not okay but by recording it how is that like trying to claim ownership of it any more than the actual playing in the first place like yeah because it's a version (laughs) that was performed that maybe people might want to look at like hey i remember that time when casey did that karaoke song of aha's take on me you know (laughs) like oh i want to check that out but oh no demonetize because that's that's our song that's aha song it's like yeah it is but they're not singing it you know And, and this goes back to my whole point about like who owns a thing like if aha is not singing take on me but you are and it's some kind of karaoke back you know soundtrack like you know uh track of of the song well i mean the tune is the same the pitch is the same the lyrics are the same but it's a different person singing so isn't this a new version of that song like i'm saying all this goes back to the the idea of does the piano manufacturer own the song played by a pianist because the pianist on their own doesn't have a piano they buy the piano or they get the piano and then they play sadly without the piano they're just an ist (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well yeah i mean you're just you're just fingering the air basically (laughs) i almost thought that was going completely different direction (laughs) i I almost did um but that's the point is like the piano is the thing that generates the the sound and the timbre of the of of a piano song the person playing it is the i guess the controller who who's moving it so aren't both parties owning the thing like no two pianos sound alike. Each one is unique because they're, well, it's a physical thing. It's not a digital thing. Um, so they all sound unique. Each one could theoretically have an ID and the tone and sound of a piano could be owned by some piano manufacturer like Yamaha or something like that. Um, and so if you play a song on it, you have to get a license from Yamaha like, oh, well, you know, I used your piano to do my song. I mean, you see how messy this gets. Because I was thinking, this occurred to me, thinking about synthesizers and chord and stuff. So those are electronic devices. So, okay, well, let's say, um, I don't know, uh, Devo creates a song and they play on a Korg keyboard. Okay, Korg made the keyboard, but they didn't build all the stuff inside, not all of it. They may have created the the housing and built the circuitry, but they didn't make the components. 
So does the manufacturer so it's, it's in, infinitesimal? Yeah, like yeah. W- once you so, like get all the way down, yeah. yeah so is the person who <laughs> built the transistors and the resistors and all the gates and stuff like that that are they part owner too? Like how far down do you go? What about the miners that mine the silicon out of the earth? Are they partially responsible for a song <laughs> created on a Korg keyboard by Devo? You know, like. <laughs> How far do you go? Like, and that's the little say, worms. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I kind of, this is something I've pondered. And in pondering it, I've realized, okay, nobody fucking owns anything. You just don't own it. That's it. Psst, let's keep it simple. You, like, sure, you can prove that you originated a thing if you want that little ego boost. Um, but you don't own really any of your creations. Uh, like if you paint a painting and sell it, you don't own it anymore, even though you created it and it's sitting somewhere on somebody's wall or in a museum, like you don't own it anymore. You are the creator, but you don't own it. Somebody else owns it. Things transfer. And, And then again, you could talk about painters who created the canvas, who created the brushes, who created the paint, you know, like, <laughs> oh man, my brain's going to break now. <laughs> who made this beer yeah. and the glass? Where did the silica come from for the glass? <laughs> who etched it? Like uh, it, uh... <laughs> the aliens are up there right now going like, us motherfucker that's where it came from (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i i get that i guess this is kind of like a complex thing and 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 it all comes down to you know if you create something you don't want somebody to swipe it out from under you that that's where like patents and trademarks and copyright and stuff comes from where you you know if you wrote a song you well spent a whole bunch of time creating this song and trying to publish it and get get people to purchase it you know you're a underdog songwriter you got your little cds or mp3 flash drives you're selling on the street trying to sell something make a buck and then somebody sees that and then they just say well no i wrote it and then they bring it to their radio station and they say, oh, no, I did it. Um, All of this is because we've built this need for currency and to collect a lot of it. So we've got to start monetizing our ideas and being like, no, that's my money. Give it back. You know, <laughs> like, well, oh, it's turned us into like little bastards. It, no, you're kind of right. And, and my solution to copyright also is a solution to all this monetary mumbo jumbo um nfts this is the thing people talk shit about nfts because all they know about nfts is well there's like those weird little pictures that people trade for millions of dollars the the picture of a gorilla smoking a pipe or something like that in like weird hyper colors well that's not what nfts are people Um, just paying what they value it at mm-hmm. yeah however nft is 
so an NFT is not the that picture. An NFT is lines of code. So NFT is a non-fungible token. Um, so like for instance, uh, dollars are fungible. So it doesn't matter which dollar you have, dollars are still the same dollar. Whether you have whatever the serial number is, is irrelevant. It's still a dollar no matter what. But an NFT is unique. So it, you, you can't split it. It's, it's its own separate thing. It, it, it's incomparable to another NFT. Even if they look the same, they're still different. Um, and in fact, it's kind of a contract-based system. It, I don't want to get into the how, uh, yeah, how, how it works, but essentially it uses uh, the Ethereum um, system. Uh, so it's uh, crypto-based, essentially. So blockchain-based uh, to be able to create a public record of transactions and, and the code and the contracts and things like that. It's actually super fucking useful and people don't realize how much of a game changer NFTs could be. Um, but we could easily use NFTs to solve all of this stuff, like all the patent stuff, all the trademark stuff. Like we could fix it instantly if we use that. Huh. And also we could instantly fix all the money stuff if we went to crypto instead of fed coin or some like government controlled centrally managed system which of course is centrally managed to fuck us over and benefit the people at the top uh <laughs> yeah i don't care how many campaign videos you've seen they they don't have our best interest in mind um and and the thing is the powers that be don't want people to realize that because as soon as everybody starts getting along and being like, Hey, wait a minute, what the fuck? You know, then <laughs> oh, it's game over for them. So, yeah. so it's better to, to compartmentalize and pit people against each other. And Oh, tribalism, like, Oh, well, I'm part of this team. Well, I'm part of that team. And I hate you. And I hate you. I don't know why, but I hate you. And everybody's fighting. Like that's how they control people. Yeah, you know, it's it's not the um, it's not that all government inherently is evil. Like you can have a structured and moral, ethical organization for something as let's face it, like as countries go, we're kind of small population wise. Yeah, you know, like controlling that many people that could be done is done in in the world in a more ethical manner it's just that we had a lot of rot that somehow won over and is basically like has has infected the entire top level organization of this country well and 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 i guess that would be because the fact that we as uh, members of this place this state this country whatever you call it um have deferred control to a select few and well huh, that breeds corruption 
um i and you know as an anarchist like i well when you don't cycle it yeah and that's the problem like no no, you're right that government needs to like it's not just like a, a thing that we plucked out of the air i think they had the wherewithal to be like hey being in this kind of position for too long ruins a person like it 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 will turn anybody mad because like there is always that temptation to serve yourself but like you should be able to like maintain some kind of like you know you know like it's always the people the plucky new starters that are like the most by the book and you know like you know ready to do everything the way they're supposed to because it's they still got that that driving fire beneath them sure and you know maybe i guess the problem with governmental systems uh, as they stand today it is that those who envisioned and created them had this kind of idealistic assumption that there are altruistic people out there. But no, everybody is self-serving. So that, that's the fatal flaw in, in the current design of things. Um, and, and, you know, people who know me know I'm an anarchist. Um, but I, government is not antithetical to anarchism. Government is just a concept, um, you know, like regulation or, or hierarchies or something. It, it, That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, you, like you, the, 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 the whole idea of like some structure doesn't necessarily have to mean it's this kind of government. Exactly. Well, like yeah. think about our YouTube channel. Like we, we don't own each other. We just do this because we like to do it and we want this to succeed. So we have that drive and neither of us owns the other person or has any authority. We just are like, okay, well, you know, you're good at this. I'm good at that. Or maybe I want to do this. You want to do that. And okay, well, we'll just do that. And it works. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, we'll make changes. Um, and, and we just kind of, do whatever we can to make it work it, we oh, don't okay <laughs> like what if what if we got in a fight we didn't like each other anymore and we stopped mm-hmm. doing the show but we were getting a, a cool 50 bucks a month <laughs> cool video <laughs> that we shouldn't spend all in one place mm-hmm. uh, you know we were getting like 50 bucks a month but you know, the shows are still popular. You know, we just left the channel up, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 50 bucks a month is still rolling in. Well, who gets to take what? Well, and after the fact, and how that's much? a bit. After how much fact, did you talk? How much did I talk? Well, and, and <laughs> that, yes, that does kind of get complex. Was it your song? Both of us? Ah. <laughs> how and, drunk and, were you, know, you when we wrote it? and that's where a bit of trust and and you know friendship and and you know the desire to get along comes in um and maybe well we we have a history of just figuring things out and and things just kind of work um but if you don't have that history this is where nfts come in and contracts and stuff you you could set things up in advance 
to sort that out like to uh, maybe the only condition that you sign on to is well if we have a big ass disagreement and there's a blowout uh we go to some kind of mediator a pre-agreed mediator and and then we state our case and they say well this is here's how it is like maybe that's how you solve it um be, and and that is kind of a government of sorts um you know you say okay well in the event that you casey and me eric have uh, some kind of huge disagreement we say you know what joe is going to be the mediator yeah because he's he's both of our friend um and he knows us really well and we consider him fair so joe's the mediator so if shit hits the fan we'll go to joe and whatever joe says stays adjudication is basically gambling yeah it's two people agreeing to just go with whatever the third person says mm -hmm. the outside party and that's basically our judicial system mm -hmm. you know we're stuck going with whatever the judge says and that's all very subjective uh oh yeah yeah very. <laughs> our whole legal system is just yeah but Flip the coin yeah exactly and and the u.s legal system is seen as being you know pretty solid and trustworthy but it's like okay look i could spend 10 minutes on google and come up with a thousand examples of how it's not how it's not fair like how it does harm to society and and damages people's lives and doesn't solve problems because really the, at the end of the day aren't we want to solve problems we want to get along right like fix some kind of conflict that we have right like that that should be it so <laughs> oh yep i knew this is gonna this is gonna get deep this yeah it's <laughs> really good i mean it's, have, uh, <laughs> yeah like you know the whole idea of of uh copyright carries so much with it yeah like, like the your very thoughts are are basically taxed or property yeah like and and you know this is the thing that's most insidious about copyright people defend copyright law is like oh well you know it's it's helping the creator that the creator of the thing owns the property but if you are employed by a company and you create something it's now property of the company not you it's yeah. property of the company so if you're a songwriter who's signed on to some kind of uh you know studio or or whatever um it's not your song anymore it's their song and so and you've signed your shit away oh man <sighs> i that's more gut-wrenching to me than like losing a bunch of money yeah if i lost the ability to own my own art mm -hmm. yeah. well money isn't everything and money as we've discussed many many times on this show money isn't real it 
it's inconsequential. It, it doesn't have any intrinsic value. Like, but what does is your expenditure of your life, how much time you spent building something and creating something, you know, or your recognition for having done that. Isn't that more valuable than all the wealth in the world? I, I would argue yes. Um, yeah. Huh. I just started going down this rabbit hole in my head about intrinsic value and how nothing really has like intrinsic value. It's, it's all some kind of value we've pasted on it. Because like if, I mean, my skin cell died, it ran its course and it sloughed off and created dust in my house. How much value do I put on that dust versus yeah. how much value I, I put in it to protect me from the elements while it's, you know, alive and doing its duty, you know, like intrinsic value is, is subjective too. Well, all value is subjective. Yeah. Intrinsic value is kind of like a facade. Um, in fact, but I mean, the, the phrase intrinsic value to me implies that there's some like, oh, this is obviously a value. Which you know, like, is impossible. That, right. That's my point. That yeah. It, it depends. Uh, you know, there was a time back in the 90s when people sold their houses to buy one Beanie Baby. I never did that because I fucking hated Beanie Babies, you know, like, but, but and there's the classic court case where people, uh, a, a couple that was divorcing, they brought all their Beanie Babies into court and had to divide them up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's but fucking crazy. It's totally wild, but that's based on an intrinsic value kind of system, like things automatically have just an assumed value but that doesn't exist like if somebody handed me this stupid beanbag uh bear and said hey give me a hundred thousand dollars for that i'd be like yeah, fuck you <laughs> yeah, yeah there's no way i'm gonna give you a hundred grand i could buy like 10 deloreans for this price at the at that time like, I'd rather have DeLoreans than this stupid beanbag bear. Like, but some people really liked it. Um, and, and that's fine. Everybody has their thing, um, just like everybody has their kinks. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there is no such thing as intrinsic value. Um, and that's why we're conditioned to think that behavior like that is crazy or, yeah. you know, out on the fringes. It's just people who really value something differently than you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure out there somewhere there's a, a group of people, a handful of people who love Japanese fans. I kind of wish I had one right now because it's super hot up here. Um, but I'm sure we have tons of Japanese fans. Uh, oh, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the fold-out fans, yeah, those, <laughs> those little fans. I used to collect those when I was younger. Um, but, you know, 
it takes a a buyer like somebody who's interested in that thing to make it have value it doesn't have value automatically it doesn't matter if it took like 10,000 people a thousand years to craft this fan out of the finest mahogany harvested from the deepest darkest rainforests of brazil or is he is, is mahogany even in brazil let's say it is um <laughs> it's irrelevant like all like it might be important to one person but not to another intrinsic value assumes that it's important equally to everybody which can't possibly be the case you know if so, there are people who will pay a lot of money for onions i fucking hate onions <laughs> oh my god that blooming onion from the outback steakhouse oh we need, like we need to do a, we need to do a video that's like string together how many times you talk about how you hate onions oh <laughs> my god i hate onions <laughs> i you know i, I do like onion powder and the flavor but ooh un like mm, actual onions yeah no no thanks um but there are people who love it and the people who love it assume that everybody else loves it and the people who hate it assume everybody else hates it well that that's not true I, I have people, people looking it. at me like I'm crazy because I don't like putting lettuce on a burger Mm -hmm. they're like wait what why did you forget to ask for it <laughs> they're all I'm like assuming those they're all like you know jesus loves you right <laughs> like <laughs> i'm assuming those same people are gonna get really messed up when they realize that you and i used to sit and watch star trek and dip our burgers in like a puddle of ketchup <laughs> <laughs> which, which you 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 showed me how awesome that was like until i had met you i didn't know like i had never experienced that and, it, and oh my god that's awesome like i love that dipping a fucking burger in ketchup ah hell yeah <laughs> it, it is quite decadent isn't it yes yes it is <laughs> oh, yeah mm. i don't i don't know if i like actually started that or not but like I've, I've run into very few people that don't look at me weird and they're like oh i do that too because but, other people have told them they're weird you know <laughs> it, it, it's not weird i mean it's you know it's a personal choice thing but then since you said like you don't know if you started it well okay so Let's say you did, and then I dip my burger in ketchup. Are you the owner of the to, dipping burger? I get to in take a bite. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> do, do I have to pay you royalties to to eat that <laughs> burger? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. what's it matter who came up with the thing? Yeah, but that actually, fuck, that perfectly illustrates the ridiculousness of copyright law uh, well in all the other stuff trademark and patents and stuff I'm, I'm trying to stay away from patents like i'm about to <laughs> talk about that but i think copyright is is enough sauce for 
for people now. (laughs) (laughs) Though they are like, I mean, pretty much the same. Very similar. Yes. I mean, in fact, like, aren't patents kind of required to enforce law behind a copyright? Isn't that basically what a trademark is? No, they're all very different. So a trademark is like a symbol that you use um, for a company. Patents are unique designs, products, mechanical or electrical systems that... Uh I mean, but you're right. They're they're very, very similar. Like, I would say if an alien species conquered Earth, came in here and just took over, they'd be like, well, what's the difference? Because there really isn't a difference. It's just creative ideas. <laughs> they'd be like, their language pattern is based on proving whose ideas are better than the next person's. <laughs> <laughs> or who came first? This is how they communicate. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Now I'm thinking I'm going to have to like throw in the who's on first bit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Who do we have to pay for that? Mm, I Costello's think family. I think it's out of copyright. I, I actually, <laughs> funny thing, I just recently watched that whole bit and it it's just as funny as it was back then. I was like, oh, yeah, actually laughing. Like, how clever is that? Oh, God. <laughs> that is so good. Ugh. But, yeah. Comedy gold. It is. But should people not be allowed to build off of that and, and kind of take the same concepts or even the same portions well, that's, what, that's what memes are, isn't it? Yeah. And and yeah, those are, are perfectly okay. You can mm-hmm. scribble all over something else or you can caption a little piece of a TV show and bam, claim it as your own and people disseminate it immediately when it goes viral and there's no way to monetize that because it happens like that fast and it's mm-hmm. that unpredictable. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're okay no. with memes, but we can't like do a cover song yeah exactly and and i think memes are a good way of explaining how ridiculous copyright law is let let me tell you no the creation of no meme ever has taken as long as it took to write the shortest song yeah (laughs) there's no way anyone put that much work into a meme but they're culturally relevant and to stifle that does harm like who's being benefited by by saying oh no you can't share this thing or that thing because well it like infringes on somebody else's creation well of course it does because it's derivative like how is that a problem I mean, you know, do you have that small of a dick that you can't handle somebody taking your stuff and turning it into their own creation? Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of all the like treasures that you find with local artists, yeah. right? 
things you will not find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, what if we opened up the world a little bit more so that people could be inspired by another thing and build off of it and create that much more beautiful art for you to discover. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Well, and, and this is where NFTs and uh, blockchain uh, really shines is that there's a chain of custody there um, that, that, if you really want to know where something originated, you can. With governmental systems, you absolutely cannot. Um, so technology for the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look more into that because that's that's almost sounding pretty similar to that idea I had about like smart money. It it actually I I was gonna point that out. It it does correlate with that because so NFTs are not necessarily like Bitcoin where it's like units uh that are subdivided and exchanged. It's like a blockchain based uh, program. Um, it's an oversimplification, but it kind of is. So what you were talking about could be achieved through NFTs. And this is the thing that like drives me up the wall. NFTs, th the fact that there's like monkey pictures and that's all anybody knows of NFTs <laughs> and that one NFT uh, that sold at Christie's for like $63 million. Um, that's all anybody knows and they don't even understand it, but there's so much potential. Like this is the fucking future people. Like this is the future. This is the way to solve all of the stuff that we will defer to government to solve and they don't fucking solve it anyway. So <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. It, it is interesting. Like if, if you, if you try to envision a different way of mediating exchange between humans, it's, it's almost like chased off. Yeah, like oh, that's, that's not good. No, 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 no. Don't think about that. That's a bad idea. You know, like oh, that's communism. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I feel like we're almost brainwashed or conditioned to just think like this is the only way to handle economy. You know what? And it's kind of amusing because, like, okay, sure, that's fine. It's okay to, to, to think that. But when has it worked? Show me evidence that it yields the fruit that it's presumed to bear. Like, <laughs> when has any of this done any of this stuff 
that it purports to be able to do. Well, okay. I mean, like there is evidence, like, you know, the, the road system that we have, you know, the homogenized road system, you know, it's not like, oh, this group of people got together and put together a cobblestone road and then you're going to come across brick and then somebody went to the trouble of doing asphalt. And it's like, we have like a structured system that we rely upon and, and things like that. Like, and those do serve their function. They get us from point A to point B, stuff like that. Sure. But so that's government working, but like, that is kind of like the, the roots uh, the brainstem of government, if you will, like the basics, you know, it's, it's all the inflated shit. Like if we just cropped the top off the government mm-hmm. and had like certain core things that we had somebody to kind of coordinate things. Well, um, and, and, you know, going back to what you were saying about people assuming there's only one way to do things is it possible that there's another way to do things is government the only way to achieve roads or anything that that you want like certain certain things i i see where you're going with that with like crowdfunding and you know people pitching in to do a thing right Certain situations I can see that working, and then there's others, namely like emergencies, where where stuff like that just really isn't a feasible way of exchanging things, right? Like, I I have I have solutions for that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but the thing is, it's important to think. I don't know. Omnilaterally, is that a word? I might have just <laughs> made that up. Um, that that there's there's more than way one way to skin a cat, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, like just because a thing is achievable with one system doesn't mean that it's the best way to achieve it. Man, what if? What if it was just kind of generally chill and relaxed enough to where people just let people handle disputes however they want, as long as you see some kind of organization, meaning mm-hmm. one person's not just beating on the other person physically yeah, well, to, to get what they want. Sure. <laughs> I, would, I would argue, uh, just like mediation or contract law, the best way to do things is to agree to the terms in advance. Like you and I have a disagreement. We're like, okay, you know, this isn't working. So we're going to have some kind of epic rap battle or something like that. Um, So (laughs) the best way to achieve that is to lay out the terms in advance. Like, okay, here's the rules. Whoever wins, whoever comes out, on top is the winner uh in this particular battle yeah um that's how we should do things and 
you, you, like we would solve like most problems going that route yeah um, and you don't need some authoritative organization above you to decide that you like we you and i can like make an agreement together like oh hey you know joe's gonna be the ultimate arbiter he's gonna be the guy that's gonna decide he's gonna watch us duel with our dueling pistols uh, or something like that um and you know he'll decide it and that's fair like yeah and love. and if and and if people saw that whatever way they were going at it could endanger others and they come together and you know try to put a stop to it or you know place a, a penance upon it mm -hmm. of some kind and and just settle those things as soon as possible as simply as possible yeah. well yeah because you would want to settle things before they get like really shitty um you know because there's lives and livelihoods on the line and <sighs> oh man yeah this is, uh oh man we're i feel like we're designing a new universe we... yes holy shit we really are huh hmm. wonder if just drinking a bunch of beer is all there is to being god probably probably yeah that should just be an album title yeah. i wonder if drinking beer is just <laughs> no i would i would uh reduce it to just beer god beer. and just like some kind of effigy of god like downing like a pint of beer <laughs> yeah and all the songs are in praise to beer god <laughs> uh, but it's a good way to solve problems like that is kind of the thing like humans have conflicts we disagree um and how do we solve those conflicts it, is it through some kind of ivory tower demigod or or is it through just like having conversations with your friends uh a, a, assigning um an arbiter that that you know that you trust um i don't know that i could trust a government arbiter um, which would be the courts um yeah, <laughs> yeah. i sure don't <laughs> mm -hmm. and i'm sure you're not alone I, I the courts I, have a pretty shitty track record for actually solving problems like okay sure people look at things and they're like oh well the law says this therefore that um you know the courts obey the law but but is the law infallible is the law the foremost um sensible i i feel like analysis? this 
I feel like this this whole conversation from copyright into I don't know almost an argument for vigilante justice (laughs) kind (laughs) of which which I think is is actually kind of related because yeah like it's one thing to like agree oh hey you know like we'll let this person decide our fate or whatever but there could still be an element of bias yeah that would make it uh woefully apparent to you that it's unfair but uh you're beholden to it just because that's the only way well and once you've signed on to it like you're you're stuck in like that's it like once you've uh, like signed on to the justice system um justicing you um there you go uh, <laughs> yeah it's and it's then, like we we make the laws gray but the justice is what needs to be gray yeah the laws should be what they are like don't kill each other mm-hmm. but like say it's in self-defense well se- the word self-defense is like a modification we're already like naturally leaning towards making the justice itself be gray. Yeah. You know, like how you, how you handle the bad thing of killing another person Uh is shifting the justice and not the law. And that's something that I feel is a little bit corrupted uh, from the origin of this country's founding. Like it was supposed to be a jury of your peers what does a peer like if you're a homeless guy who's selling crack on the street shouldn't the jury be composed of homeless people who are selling crack on the street or ideas yeah you know like mm-hmm. say you have like this scientific theory and you're trying to argue for it and there's like a a baker and a policeman and you know like a lawyer who you know like sitting on the jury just like a bunch of people that have no fucking clue what you're talking about anyway and they just whatever how well, are they gonna yeah. have like a, a an informed opinion of your plight no and they're disconnected that that was the thing that like really bothered me about serving on jury duty is how well to do everybody was like this was a guy down on like J Street selling crack. And I was the like the lowest rung of the socioeconomic ladder in that team. Um, most people were like Boeing engineers. They made six figures. Everybody made six figures. Like, fuck. Um, are they the people who should judge this guy or should it be people who live down in that area? Like this is something I think about all the time why I will never, ever do jury duty ever again. Never. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, a great point. Like, and, and we let lawyers, pick and choose who's on the jury but like you have no say 
like the jury fuck your witnesses the, the people you would call for your witnesses should be the jury like you have a disagreement you each get to pick up you know like 15 people or something to pit against their 15 people and they get to decide as a collective of like that's know. a that's a really good idea because oh, they know man. you they know some of your story maybe they've seen a lot of the interactions in your disagreement you know yeah i mean <laughs> that's a jury of peers yeah exactly well it, it, i I would rather see if I were going to court and had a jury, I'd rather see people like our friend Joe on the jury. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see a Boeing engineer who makes like 10 times my salary and, you know, has like six kids and lives like in this giant three-story house. Like he is not my peer. I'm actually closer to the homeless camps on South Tacoma Way than I am to that Boeing engineer. Like, I'm, in fact, I have, I have homeless friends, um, but I feel more connected with them than I do with, um, you know, somebody that is making all kinds of money and stuff and is feeling all comfortable like no they i don't want them to judge me <laughs> like yeah like they don't know what it's like to be here <sighs> and, and depending on anybody to to judge your situation has really nothing to do with their money or their status or anything it's their level of empathy true you know like you make it you make a good argument to anybody for your case if it's good like it should pull at their heartstrings but like there are people out there that are just fucking human garbage and that's yeah. that's regardless of money you know there's what well, and, and human those, garbage ceos there's human garbage homeless people like it's yeah it's just out there you know it, that's it doesn't true. have anything to do with anything except empathy yeah that's a really really good point but that is not something considered by the court system nope i and and i get it like it's complicated how would you how do you coordinate that for thousands of people coming through a courtroom in a day like oh you know these 15 people are with them, uh, these 15. Uh, I, well, you know, as who, who vets an, them, like whatever, you know. Well, as an anarchist programmer, I would say machine learning, that's the way to do it. Um, so you would say, essentially ask questions of the accused and then uh, put those together in a collage to dispense to the potential applicants of the jury um hmm. you know, if it's programmed correctly should work uh, <laughs> i mean it's probably better than the current system we have uh, hmm. machine, 
how's that work? <laughs> what's that? How 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 does that work? Machine learning to what? Like do the prosecuting? No, or... no, no. Just the jury selection. Oh. Yeah. It's come a long way uh, since we were kids. Uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, like that—that that brings up another thing that uh, the whole idea of uh, machine sentience and stuff. Oh, yeah, you know, like shit, and. It wouldn't it be interesting to ask a machine what it it would define justice as? Ooh. Well, I kind of I kind of want to ask that of the 20q.net um system. This long-term machine learning project that's been going on for decades. Um, you know, what is justice? Huh. Um, the thing is like humans presume a lot of stuff but don't really know a lot of stuff a computer analyzing us and analyzing us based on what we say ourselves is pretty valuable like, and I think valid. I, hmm. <sighs> oh, geez, this is, <laughs> this is going deep into the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it, you know, it, it's a concept that we've effectively made up. That's true. And we've made up money. Mm hmm. And yet we have such a, a visceral need to defend the former more than the latter. You know, like justice at all costs and, and you know, things like that. Well, and money at all costs, like th th this attachment of emotion to a product, I think is harmful. I think it harms everybody. And it's pretty evident. <laughs> you just have to look at the results of what governments do to know that uh, it ain't working. Hmm. Same with the economy. It ain't working. Well, way, those, those are intertwined. The uh, way we do it. Well, it shouldn't yeah. be, but <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. Uh, because the thing is, like, <clears throat> if you go back to hunter-gatherer societies, all that matters is um, securing food, water, resources, and stuff. Um, you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to file paperwork for that. Um, but well, government comes along and ooh, now you got to do that. Oh, got to file paperwork. Got to 
fill out a tax stamp for that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, how how does anybody how is anybody surprised that there are homeless people at this point? You know what? All we got to do is just collectively say, you know what, government, if if you won't take taxes from us, we won't charge you for anything you need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. Just basically make them zero cost. Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, and that most people say, well, well, you're not giving them money. Well, they're not going to ask to take money or whatever, but like, I, I, uh, I no, you're right. And I would go a step further and I would say, imagine a fast food restaurant that you go through the drive-thru and you order a burger and they hand you a salad. Well, you would go back through the drive-thru and protest and you'd be like, the fuck? I ordered a burger and you gave me a salad. And with the way things currently are with government, it's like, well, they're the authoritative system and so well salad's all you get you you ordered a salad right like no i didn't well guess you did <laughs> well the alternative could be you drove 45 minutes to get home and then saw you got a salad are you going to drive an entire hour and a half extra just to get your burger or are you just going to eat the salad well, I would eat the salad, but I don't know that that makes the. I'm just, I'm just saying that's how correct. we kind of settled into that. I think they made yeah. it so convenient to just do that rather than mm -hmm. something else. Oh man, this is this is such a good. <laughs> this is so good, and that's how money was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> This piece of paper is worth a bunch of money here. Yeah. Go tell someone else that I said that's that worth a, piece, a bunch of money. Piece of copper, this little slip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is worth that much. Oh my God. We've run out of oil today. <laughs> We'd better up the price really, really high so the people that need it just can't afford it. Yeah. Well, it. <laughs> If you are concerned about inflation and don't like it, um, thanks, Nixon. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. it's like the people Fuck that you, the people that want it, just need to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. They don't represent the supply and demand. They just represent, you know, like the well, most low hanging fruit of demand. But they're not using. <laughs> The monetary system, they're not using it because they want to. They're using it because they have to pay reparations using that same monetary system. Like, if this were liberated and free, uh, nobody would 
really be that i mean yeah there's gonna be some complications but you wouldn't be that at odds with it um but because well you know when (laughs) the bills are due from the government they demand penance in fed coin uh so well you gotta have some fed coin so you gotta deal with you gotta work within that system i feel like that's very buzzword heavy fed coin i i coined that hey man (laughs) did you yeah i did oh oh yeah but i mean the point is still relevant (laughs) like the penance you have to pay is not in your native currency it's in the coin of the realm like they they don't accept any alternate currency if if you're somebody that lives in uh south africa and you want to pay in kurgerans good luck um, you have to pay in USD. Isn't that what like exchange is basically though? Like, well, it is, but you <laughs> can't pay in exchange currency. You have to pay in the currency they demand. Um, but so, so somewhere at some level, you do exchange something in order to pay it. Well, that's true. And like Saturn barter, it we we dealt with that um is a good point uh, oh man oh geez uh <laughs> that reminds me i just wrote a song called cries of saturn rang mm. and it's got actual audio rendition of the radio waves bouncing off of saturn and nice sounds all creepy like it's awesome yeah. oh i've heard that and it's very creepy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I I think we've uh exhausted we went pretty far now. from copyright. Uh well, we really haven't. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Yeah. Yeah, like selling thoughts. That's an interesting concept. Well, and how different is that from dollars? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have enjoyed this deep sink dive into copyright law and i don't know like machine learning into capitalism <laughs> and the courts and oh yeah and the courts yeah uh-huh. what is justice oh my god dude every single time we do something <laughs> it is fucking amazing oh <laughs> uh. This is so uh, people who uh, 
like government, this is what government should be. A conversation. Yeah. Like, we should be doing this all the time. If, if you try to exchange a thing for a thing and you have a disagreement, the first thing you do should be to just go have some beers mm-hmm. and talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's like the Heineken ad. Yeah. Oh, the genesis of the show. I, can you can you imagine it, if you went from doing the grind 40 hours a week to being like, hey, our company would like to uh, uh, purchase your widgets for 30 trinkets each. And they're like, no, they're 50 trinkets each. And you're like, well, I really can't pay more than 35. And they're like, well, I don't know that there's much we can do. You should be like, well, let's go have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and you're probably going to walk out with some kind of resolution because instead of being like, this is the amount of money I want to get out of this interaction, you're just like, this is the amount of like dopamine I want. Mm-hmm. Same thing, either way, you're satisfying mm-hmm. a certain amount of dopamine, but. I don't know. You're basically just saying I can give you this much paper with things drawn on it mm-hmm. uh, that says what they're worth, or I can like engage you in conversation and 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 like and that's that's your job. Like, well, yeah, and <laughs> and the whole dopamine thing. Oh man, I shit, I should probably not get started on that. But it's valid that that, uh, hmm. okay. I'm just gonna pretend not. Yeah, (laughs) Floyd just gave up. He was like, "All right, I'm out of here." He said, (laughs) "Dopamine." Yeah, it's it's gonna go sideways. (laughs) Peace out. You haven't given me enough face rubs. Uh, yeah. mm. Well, if Floyd thinks it's bedtime, it probably, probably is. is. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a this is a fantastic conversation. Yep. And something I feel like. It's kind of the most important conversation that, that, that we should be coming back to over and over again. Yeah, like what ideas can you monetize and what can you? Yeah. And like, how do you solve those problems? That- yeah, where do you draw the line between what like should be something you can sell? And, oh, uh, man. Oh, or say, oh, that could get into censoring. Oh shit! Oh no! Like you can't even say that. You said the S word. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, yeah. Well, 
<clears throat> so for everybody who's still around, um, I hope you gain something and, uh, you know, continue the conversation. Like we, we don't really have all the answers. I don't proclaim to have all the answers, but together we can. You get enough people together, um, drunk enough. Uh, and uh, I do like it when people comment and, and I can give a response and we have our own little exchange of ideas you know it, it feels like sat bones growing off the episode yeah <laughs> is this show like a rose bush huh. every rose has its thorn. and we could not catch him i can't catch him at all too. and he was a